just had one of those weeks, maybe one of those months, it feels like. One of those years, you're broke, your job's a joke, your love life's DOA. Um, if you don't mind turning with me to Ephesians chapter number five, we're going to be reading verses 14 through 16. We're going to be reading it from the ESV. If you're reading it with me, whatever your Bible has, that's the version you have. But just so you know, mine's the ESV. It says for anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore it says, Awake, O sleeper, as Carissa told me this morning as our furnace was out. <laughs> and arise from the dead, as Carissa said, as I was awoken from my slumber at 60 degrees. And it says, Christ will shine on you. Look carefully, then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise. In verse 16, it says, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. I'm going to be teaching preaching, we all know how I get with my little things, on the power of your life. So, I know for me, I'm going to speak personally, this year has definitely had some ups and it's definitely had some downs, right? Um, it's, it's had its consequences and then it's had its rewards, you know, with, with job promotions or whatever the case may be. There may have been even been death throughout the family. Whatever the case may be. I know that this year is coming to a close. So I thought, why not a better time than to really reflect on this past year? And I'm sure Pastor is going to do this more in depth on, on Saturday. Saturday is our New Year's Eve service, in case you didn't know. 8 o'clock, not 10 o'clock. 8 o'clock. Well, everyone look down at yourself. See how you're dressed. That's how you can come Saturday night. Except Allison. Huh? Okay. Well, sparkly dress yourself away. I don't care. Um, so that's just your reminder. Everyone say New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. Eight o'clock. How are we dressing? Casual. There we go. So... Um, so like I said, we're, I'm sure Pastor's going to do more of the, the year in review. In fact, there's going to be a year in review video. But I thought it'd be easy just to take it back and just let's look back at over this past year. 1 Corinthians 11 verses 1 through 2, it says, Be imitators of me as I am of Christ. Now commend you because you remember me in everything. Maintain the traditions even as I delivered to you. So... We're to remember what God has done for us. For some, God has given healing. God's given new jobs, promotions. Maybe he's blessed your finances. In case you haven't seen, the church has gotten new doors. We've had an update to the pulpit. We've gotten new chairs. I know it seems like a while, but that happened this year. The 10th anniversary of Pastor Heil being here this, was this year. There's a lot that's happened this year. Throughout the year, there's been weddings. Some have had children, not I. 
of either of those. I haven't gotten married or had children, just to clarify. Um, some have had great things that have happened in this year. Carissa's gotten a new job. Well, a promotion at State Farm, right? Uh, Brother David recently got a promotion or a new job where he's got a raise. Mark came back home. I'm sure he's loving that right now because he gets to see me every week. But also, some have also learned to rely on God this year a little more than others. Some have had to deal with sicknesses, with death, with doubts, family issues, money issues. I could go on and on and on. But God. Genesis 8.1, it says, But God remembered Noah and all the beasts and the livestock that were with him in the ark. Genesis 48.21, it says, then Israel said to Joseph, Behold, I am about to die, but God will be with you. 1 Kings 5, 4, it says, But now the Lord, my God, has given me rest. But God, church, as we look over this past year, we have to remember that in ourselves, but God. Because it's, it's very easy to to not remember, but God. I had a sickness, but God. I had doubts, but God. Our furnace went out, but God. It's so easy to get wrapped up in that sense of here and now that we forget our, or we, in our lives and we forget about God. And we have to look past all the things that may be hindering us now and remember, but God. Because dwelling on things doesn't make things easier. Remembering the past is one thing, but dwelling on it is another. First Kings 5 and 4, it says, But now the Lord has given me rest on every side. We are meant to move past every pain, but doing so can be difficult. So I started looking up. There are different psychological things that, you know, you know you're all surprised. I started diving into psychology. I love it. It's, it's a, the mind is such a tricky thing. It varies from person to person. And it's, it's just a unique part of your body. So I started looking at healing from trauma. As I'm sure some of us have had trauma this past year. Uh, trauma symptoms typically last from a few days to a few months, gradually fading as you process the unsettling event. But even when you're feeling better, you may be troubled from time to time by painful memories or emotions, especially in response to triggers such as anniversaries or the event or something that reminds you of said trauma. Um, and it went on to this. Uh, I got this from a psychology paper I was reading. I, I forgot to quote it. I apologize. Um, so this isn't my words. I'm taking it from them verbatim. Um, they gave three tips of helping with uh, your trauma. Uh, trauma recovery tip number one was get moving. They suggested if you are dealing with something that is causing you trauma, don't sit there. But to disrupt your bodies, or excuse me, trauma disrupts your body's natural equilibrium, freezing you in a state of hyperos 
hyperarousal and fear, as well as burning off adrenaline and releasing endorphins. And the exercising and movement can actually help repair your nervous system. I know it sounds bad. Believe me. Right? Me talking about you exercising. I know. Look at me. But psychology and, and science tells us when you start to move and get out of your little font that it does begin to help you. Tip number two, it says don't isolate yourself. Following a trauma, you may want to withdraw from others, but isolation only makes things worse. Connecting to others face-to-face -face will help you heal. So make an effort to maintain your relationships and avoid spending too much time alone. It's funny, this begins to sound like a Pentecostal church, right? Get some movement and just come together with others, right? And tip number three is take care of your health. Because how you take care of your body, one, it, it, and it's so true, I've, just, I've experienced it myself, the way you take care of your body, you can get yourself in a funk. It says, having a healthy body can increase your ability to cope with stress and trauma. I will tell you that's true because I've started taking vitamins, all right? Even just a little bit of vitamins in your health it can help your body. And one thing I've heard from... Um, Dr. Blash, who passed away recently, who was a, a doctorate in psychology, he was a great Pentecostal preacher as well. Um, in fact, there's even more psychology to feeling good about yourself um, after you receive the Holy Ghost and spending time in God. There's actually a physiological um, change that happens in your body as well. And by that I mean they did a study where they found that after being in the presence of of God in a church setting, your body naturally releases endorphins. If you don't know what endorphins are, they're the feel-good parts of your brain. Right? When you get all lovey-lovey with your, your significant other, it's endorphins happening. When you're feeling super happy after a, a job raise, it's because your body has released endorphins. So it's a natural thing that happens. So whenever you feel that presence of God... You, isn't it crazy? There, there, there is a physical thing that happens. So we've all suffered before. And the word here in 1 Thessalonians 2 is 2, it says, But thou, oh, excuse me, but though we already suffered and had been shamefully treated at Philippi, as you know, we had boldness in our God to declare to you the gospel of God in the midst of much conflict. The word for suffering here is, um, just lost it, I'm sorry, is propatial. Propatial means that you have previously suffered. It's not that you're going through something right now, but it means that you have experienced it in the past. You've had strep throat in the past, so you know what strep throat feels like, right? Or you've had a migraine, so you know what a migraine is. You've had to deal with a bad back before, so you know how that bad back feels whenever it starts coming on. <laughs> I saw a joke. Um, it said, you know, the reason that you start feeling, falling apart whenever you're 30 is because back a long time ago, you, your body, you, you actually didn't live much longer than 30, so it's your body saying, hey, you're getting over that hump now. <laughs> 
I thought of my honey whenever I thought of that. She's always falling apart, my poor honey. But we know when those aches and pains start happening, right? You've had a knee injury, so whenever you re-injure your knee, you're like, ooh, that's a sprain. Maybe just me? Okay. But we have, to, we have learned through that suffering, right? Maybe you've learned that hitting your hand with a hammer is not a good idea, so I'm not going to hit myself with a hammer anymore. You've gone through something so that you may learn something. Whether through your own mistake or through a situation uh, with God. God's putting you through something. Whatever the case may be, you, may, you have gone through something. So now you have learned something. Or at the very least, you've learned to rely on God. If you haven't learned anything from that trial, you're going to learn it. You've got to trust on God. At least. Um, God has been teaching me patience. It's not working because he keeps throwing things my way that keep trying to teach me patience. And it's infuriating. I say, God, I'm tired of trying to learn patience. But the things you go through, you go through so that you can help others. In case you didn't know, this past year our, our theme was building communities. Building community. What does that mean to build your community? What is your community? It's those around you, right? Yeah, we love to pray for our nation. We, and we should pray for our nation, pray for our world. But what are we doing for those that we come into contact with? John 17 and 9 God said, or Jesus says to God, basically, I'm going to pray for those around me. He puts those around you so that you can reach those before you ever reach out for the world. Sister Carissa, can you put up John 17, 9? I didn't put that on there, and I apologize. I should have. I know. I'm doing, like, I am the tech director, and I'm, <laughs> I'm doing what I should. I'm going off notes. I'm sorry. John 17, 9. Because I, I think it's, in, it's imperative that we understand what I'm trying to say here. Because, there it is, sorry. It says, I am praying for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those whom you have given to me, for they are yours. So what God is saying here, what Jesus is saying here is, I shouldn't even be praying for, for you to send me out, God, into the world if I can't even reach those who I come into contact with already. How can I be a leader to those around me? How can I be a, excuse me, how can I be a leader to the world if I can't even lead those that God's given me? It goes back to the to even just the, the parable where, you know, some one person's given two talents, another one's five, the other one's ten. What are you doing with what God has given you? How can he trust you with leading a great army of people into a church if you can't even talk to your family? But what we've learned this year is that we are building a community, meaning we are uplifting each other. 
point of the church is to uplift each other. Yes, we do come to church because we've been emotionally damaged, we've been spiritually damaged, we've been physically damaged, whatever the case may be, and we find ourselves at the altar praying for ourselves, but there comes a point in each and every one of our lives where we have to say, it's no longer about me, but what can I do to help you? What can I do to help you? What, can I, what are you going through? What is, there's got to be something that I can do to help you. Whether that be through a prayer or through giving someone, helping them with groceries, picking them up, taking to work, whatever the case may be, God will put someone in your life and he's saying, all right, you want to lead people, show me that I can trust you with this one. If you want to be important in the kingdom of God, show me you can be important to this one person. Right? Why would I put someone in charge of, a, of, of something if they don't even care what I'm putting them in charge of? Right? You don't put someone who doesn't know computers in charge of computers. You don't put them in your IT department. Right? I know, I know computers if you're looking at me. <laughs> I just put my new SSD in today, finally, for my computer. Um, in case you don't know what SSD is, it's solid state drive, so it's a lot quicker for your computer. So now I have a one terabyte SSD and a two terabyte hard drive, which is just slightly slower. So I got three terabytes with my computer right now. Loving it. It means I have a lot of memory and I, I'm doing good on my computer storage. But we have to reflect this on this past year and we have to Look back and say, what have I done for God? Yeah, God's done a lot for me, but what have I done for God? Right? Maybe it's just me who does that from time to time. I, I do a lot of introspective thinking. And that's just my personality type. I'm sorry. It's, you take one of those personality things. and I'm the introvert who's always thinking things out before I do something. Um. That, that, that's how I, I go through my life. I, is this really a good idea? Let's look, at, let's look at our outcomes before we just make this decision. Proverbs 18.21, it says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Those who love it will eat its fruits. You have the power to speak blessings this next year, church. You have the power to speak life into your next year. Philippians 4, 8, it says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is any worthy of praise, think about these things. You have to be thinking ahead. Right? We're not dwelling on what happened in 2022. But we're saying God has something greater for us in 2023. God has something greater for you in 2023. Because it's easy to look back and say, well, he hasn't done it before. He didn't heal me of that sickness. 
why should I, why should 2023 be any greater? I dealt with family issues all of 2022. Why is 2023 going to be any better? It's all about your mindset, church. Believe me, there is a mindset that you can take that, yes, things are going to be different. And your mindset predicts the outcome of how your 2023 can look. You may have a crummy year, but if you have a great outlook saying, well, look what did happen for me. Right? It's all about that. That You don't want to be a negative Nancy. Right? We don't. What's the other one? Negative Nancy and positive Paul. There's something like that. I don't know. We're going to call it Paul. Be positive Paul in your life. Because, believe me, I've been there where thinking negatively, all you're going to see is negative things. Get a new car, you're like, well, it's 2022. I want it to 23. The 23 has like a 5.0 speaker system in it. This one only has a 4.0. You can sit there and dwell on what you did not get. Or you could look and say, I got a car that got that's reliable. 2022 may have been rough for some people, but who's still standing today? 2022 may have been rough for some people. 2022 may have been great. You ask Pastor, I'm sure he would say it was a great 2022. You get a fiance out of it. Now I have to share my inheritance with other people. No, they're 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 a great family. I'm not bashing them in any way. Let me just say that on record. I'm not bashing anyone. They are a great family. In fact, I'll even throw this up. I grew up with her son, and it's hilarious this this whole relationship. I grew up with her son. Like, me and him were really good friends when we were younger. It's just crazy that's coming back around. Um, but really, it does depend on your outlook, church. So as I, I end, I know I'm short. I'm short. <laughs> I, I had today only to prepare. I was reminded, like, last night, hey, you need to prepare for a lesson. Oh, No. But here's the thing, it's, it's, it's quality over quantity, all right? That's how we're going to view this church. All I'm doing is giving you your time to go to Taco Bell, all right? I myself am going home to have Peran, Indian food, yum. Anyways, as you stand, Right now, I just want to end this service by us speaking blessings into our lives. So first, before we go into prayer, look at yourself if you can. Look at your hand. Look at yourself, whatever. Say, I speak blessings into my life. There you go. Now look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor. I speak blessings into your life. Now look at your other neighbor if you have one. If you don't, you can... Find someone, say, neighbor, I speak blessings into your life.
Because it's as a community church that we will see each other through to the other side. You're not meant to fight alone. You're not meant to be in this fight by yourself, but you're meant to be with each other. That's why we come to church. Because there's that, again, there's that psychological thing that God just entwined in our DNA that we need each other. I know even me, the introvert, needs to depend on people. It's rough for me to say that. But my, my wife will tell you when I, there, I'll be in something by myself and be like, honey, you should have came. Because I, I need her. Just like we all need each other. Man, so why don't we pray before we dismiss that God would bless those who are, or bless everyone, I guess. That even those who aren't here, I know. But that also that he would protect us as we go into 2023. And again, every hand that was raised, bring your, bring your, your trial, your tribulation, whatever you have to God as we go into prayer. God, we thank you this last time in service tonight, God, that we can come together, learn about you, develop a relationship with you and each other, God. Lord, we, we thank you for allowing us to be able to speak blessings into each other's lives. We thank you for allowing us to be able to bring our, our trials to you, God, that we may be able to be...